1: Jesus was a real baby, born into a real world. And the world that he was born into was a very vulnerable world. Zach read the story of the angel's appearance to Joseph. When the angel appeared to Joseph, Joseph was not in a good place. Joseph was feeling just a little bit vulnerable. Now Joseph was engaged to be married. He had met the love of his life. And they decided to spend the rest of their lives together. And then she got pregnant. And it wasn't Joseph's. How would you have felt? What would you have thought? I can kind of imagine some of the thoughts that were going through through Joseph's mind. He was just a little bit emotionally vulnerable. But the angel appeared to him. And the angel told him that that wild story that Mary is telling you, that she has not been unfaithful to you. Rather, the child that she carries is God's child. The angel said to Joseph, That's true. (laughs) Take her. And so he does. Then they had to go to Bethlehem. That's not an easy trip, especially for somebody who is eight and a half months pregnant. And like we saw in the video, they were probably on foot. Mary probably did not ride a donkey all the way to, to Bethlehem. Not that that would have been much easier. But do you know why they were going to Bethlehem? They were going to be counted so Rome would know how much to tax Judea. They were going so that they would incur debt with Rome. Joseph was feeling just a little bit vulnerable financially. This just emphasized for Joseph the fact that although Judea and Jerusalem was called a separate nation, they weren't in control. Rome was. Rome would decide how much to charge them for the privilege of being a Roman citizen. They had to deal with an occupational army that was constantly visible. They had to deal with a foreign king. A King Herod was actually called the king of the Jews before Jesus was ever given that title. The Roman Senate gave him that title. They gave him the title because he traveled to Rome to present his case. Nobody else did, so the Roman Senate said, very good, you are the king of the Jews. He went back to Judea and he said, I'm I'm your king. Do you know he was a foreigner? He was not a Judean. He was a Samaritan. And everything you've heard about how Judeans hated Samaritans that is true and more Joseph was feeling pretty vulnerable but the angel appeared to him and he said we're going to do something just a little bit strange a little bit different Mary will give birth to a son and the angel gave Joseph two names for his child The first name, he said, call him Jesus. Now that name exists today. That's the name Joshua to us. But in first century Palestine, especially for someone who came from Galilee, the way they pronounced it was more like Jesus. You know what that name means? God saves. God heals, God rescues. There is Joseph in the middle of his vulnerabilities. And God says, call him, God rescues you. The second name, Emmanuel, simply means God is with us. Boy, there was no better name for this child than God rescues us, and he is with us all the time. Now, the story of vulnerability doesn't end with Jesus' birth. He's born, they've traveled to Bethlehem. A lot of people have had to travel to Bethlehem for the very same reason Joseph is there. This was not an age when he could log on to Hotels.com and make a reservation. He went hoping, praying that they would find room. They didn't. There was no room. They went probably to a relative's house. The relative said, I'm sorry. All the rooms are now occupied. I can't exactly chase them out. And he let them sleep in the patio of the house where the animals slept. And when the baby was born, they laid him in the feeding trough of the animals. The story of vulnerability doesn't end there. The Magi come from Persia. And when they come, they ask Herod, the current king of the Jews, where's your son? Where's the one born, the king of the Jews? And Herod says, I don't have any newborn sons. That's awkward. <laughs> the Magi said, oh, well, excuse us. <laughs> they followed the star and they found Jesus. Jesus. Herod asked the Jewish teachers of the law where the king of the Jews was to be born, and they said, Bethlehem. So Herod sent his army to Bethlehem to kill all of the babies two years and younger. Joseph and Mary got away by the skin of their teeth. An angel revealed to them in the middle of the night. They got up before the sun came up and they escaped to Egypt. They had to go to a different continent. They lived in Africa for the first few years of Jesus's life. Vulnerability doesn't end there. When Herod eventually died, they came back. They located in Nazareth, a town so small and insignificant that years later when Philip told Nathaniel, we've found the Messiah and he comes from Nazareth. Nathanael said, can anything good come out of that? The town's too small. Jesus was born in the middle of vulnerabilities. You know, I look around and when I think of vulnerabilities, probably the first thing that I think of are homeless people. Did you know that 8.4 out of every 10,000 people in Indiana is homeless? Except in Marion County, in Marion County, our sister county to the north, just a mile north of here, that number jumps to 16.5. That is roughly 0.1% of Indiana is homeless. That's vulnerability you probably don't know anybody who's homeless unless you specifically went to work with homeless. When I think of vulnerability, I think of people who are medically fragile, medically vulnerable. According to statistics, about three million people out of the 332 million that live in the United States are medically fragile, that's about 1%. 1%. Now you know someone who's medically fragile. Just the odds are that you know someone. What about financial vulnerability? 11.4% of the U.S. population lives at the level of poverty or below you not only know someone but you may be at the level of poverty or below. 0.1 percent, 1 percent, 11 percent. As I thought more about vulnerability I came to realize actually the figure is more like 100 percent because every single one of us is just a breath away, just a heartbeat away, just a word away in our jobs from vulnerability. It's reality. We are all vulnerable. What I wanna share with you tonight is that vulnerability is not weakness. It's simply reality. The reality is that Jesus came to us in our vulnerability. He was born vulnerable. And he reaches out to us who are also vulnerable. I want to challenge you today. Let Jesus be who he said he was. God with you in the middle of your vulnerability. No matter what you are facing, Jesus is there. Take Jesus this Christmas season in the midst of your vulnerability and let him be who he said he was. You know, I lived in Columbia for 17 years, and they have a very interesting tradition, one that I really miss. They have big nativity scenes. Large department stores would have nativity scenes that would stretch from this end of the stage to that end of the stage. Bethlehem would be down there. And on December the 11th, they would put out the nativity scene with an empty manger and Bethlehem down there and Joseph and Mary on a donkey down here. Every day, they would move it one step closer. And it was fun to go in and watch how every day, Joseph and Mary were just getting a step closer to Bethlehem. Now we've kind of done the same thing. We've lit Advent candles in the Advent season. We lit the candle of hope. We lit the candle of of love. The candle of peace and the candle of the nations. Last Sunday we lit the candle of salvation. But there's one candle that is yet to be lit well in Colombia on December the 24th, because stores were closed on the twenty-fifth, the baby appears in the manger. Emmanuel. Christ with us. God with us. Tonight, we light the Christ candle because Christ is born a real baby crying real tears in a real manger. Born in vulnerability, he reaches out to us and makes us new.
0: John chapter 1 says that in the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God and God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. And then in verse 14, it says that, so the word that we know is Jesus became flesh and made his home among us. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. Jesus came to be like one of us. And tonight as we blow out our candles, we know this light is just symbolic of the light of Christ in our hearts. And so just as Jesus came to to live in our cities and our towns, we are the light of Christ in our communities. So tonight, go, and this Christmas and this next new year, be the light of Jesus in every corner of our world. Merry Christmas. Have a blessed day tomorrow. We'll see you soon.